joining the show now is Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos. Will, how are things going today? Doing well. Counting down to, to kick off on Saturday and, of course, Thanksgiving before that. So right. this is one of those weeks. Love love football, love Thanksgiving, and uh, not necessarily love traveling to Cleveland, Mississippi, but we'll make it work. So so when are you guys actually traveling to, to head on out there? Is it Friday or is it a Saturday game day early in the morning? Mean, I don't know why you would be doing that, but it's fr- Friday, I'm assuming? Yeah. No, it's a Friday, you know, it's a Friday thing. The team will leave, you know, Friday and head on up there. And, uh, st- you know, this is how crazy it gets this time of year, but with the way the playoffs work at D2, I mean, still trying to work out some details on hotel rooms and meeting rooms and, you know, catering meals and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot. You're, you're traveling you know, 85 people with the team plus support personnel and things on top of that. And then there's a meeting just so everybody kind of gets a picture of this. There's a meeting, you know, the night before the game, six o'clock over in Cleveland, there'll be a meeting with both, you know, the officials will be there and the site reps for the NCAA and representatives of both teams. So we'll, we'll drive on up there Friday and be there for that meeting and then turn around and everybody gets up early on Saturday for a one It's been moved back from a one to a one thirty kick on Saturday. So looking forward to it. And really what has become a de facto Gulf South conference championship game and a rematch with the only team the Argos have lost to this season. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a second. So, so pregame will be at 1 then, correct? Yeah, pregame at 1, kickoff at one thirty. It was set for a 1 o'clock kick, but it's been moved back officially. It's on Delta's site that way, so we'll kick at one thirty. That just gives a, a, our team a little more time because it looks like sure. you know, they, may ha- they may have to stay about an hour away to find hotel space. Wow, okay. Yeah, that would that, be really interesting. And, and also, I mean, not that the team is going to know this, but – Say the Argos win, they face the winner of Wingate and Benedict, and that kickoff is at 1 p.m. as well. So given the delay, you you may have a, a little inkling of who, if UWF are playing well enough and they and we know that they're going to win or, or whatnot, uh, cross your fingers that that happens, obviously. You may know who they're going to play, and, and not, not only who, but where. Still a chance out there that the Argos could host a game at Penner Field, but before we get into any of that, obviously you got to focus on this Delta State matchup. And, Will, uh, what things... Do the Argos need to not only look at from the loss earlier in the year, but also this past week? A lot of good things came from the win against Limestone. There were a little bit of concerns at at, at the same time. I mean, the weather playing a factor in it, I would say, too. David Durden has the ball go right through his hands, and then the muffed punt that he had recovered and had that great catch in the end zone. What, What are some things, looking back on that matchup, that the Argos need to make sure they get ready for and fix going into this matchup on Saturday? I would say that, you know, it's a little bit of that. It's just kind of cleaning up some of that stuff on offense a little bit. And that that's unusual, obviously, for, for that to happen to David Durden, who, by the way, is one of three players from this region that's been named to the, you know, the the, high, the Harlan Hill, which is the Division II Heisman version of the Heisman uh, list of finalists. So, he, he you know, you're trying to make that final eight that will get, you know, brought in and then somebody wins from that. But so Durden's made that next step and he's in that. Position. But yeah, that, that's not something we, we've seen from David. He's usually absolutely sure-handed. I talked to him during the week, and he said, "Yeah, just just went through my hands. Just one of those one of those things. A little bit of drizzly rain, and he said I just didn't look it in properly. And so he, he'll make adjustments. But I think you know a little bit of that. Uh, take what the defense gives you when you're playing a team like Delta, and really kind of looking back more to that first game. I think is really where this week of preparation has been, hey, take care of the football. We fumbled it four times eight weeks ago against Delta, gave up a a kick return for a touchdown. Just trying to make sure that does not happen again. And I think these are two 
similar teams in a lot of ways. Obviously, you don't change your spots, but Argos a little different than the first time they faced Delta, especially on defense. Yeah, and they've they've consistently been putting up some better performances on the defensive side of the football. Is there anything that Delta State presents from a matchup standpoint? I mean, obviously, you know, solid group all around. If I remember correctly, there there were a number of of, of big plays, including that kickoff return that that they gave up. So limiting those, and is there any particular player that Coach Chinnick maybe is going to try to take away? I mean, are are they going to adjust the way that they play anybody based on how they did the last time, as far as a individual perspective is concerned with Delta State and what they have on offense? I think Delta State, you know, starts and, and kind of not ends, but it's kind of all about Patrick Chagog, the quarterback. And we saw what he could do in that first matchup against the, the Statesman. And, you know, he's he's a dual threat kind of guy. He can he can throw the ball. We've, we've seen the arm. Got a great receiver in Dante Myers who hit us for two, two touchdowns in that game. And Really, Chagog was their running game against us, and he's really been dynamic in the running game as well. He's one of those quarterbacks that scares you a little bit, Drew, where you know sometimes it's not from the pocket. It's really when pressure comes, the pocket breaks down, and he, he slips out of that and can make some plays with his feet and his arm together. So you've got to contain him. And we've seen a few of those quarterbacks throughout this season. The Argos have done a, a pretty good job against most, and, and Delta was good that night, obviously, eight weeks ago. But you, know, you do walk away from that game taking nothing away from Delta and saying – Wow, you know, the Argos, if you look at the statistics on paper, you take away the turnovers, and that's probably a two-touchdown victory for this UWF team. I mean, they fumbled twice inside the 10 going in to score and once inside their own 20, which set up a touchdown and gave up that kick return. You know, two of those things don't go that way, and it's a very, very different game. And I think, you know, these are two great football teams, best out of the GSC, maybe the best two teams, you know, really probably the best two teams in this region. And it's just going to come down to, do you play your best? You know, and that's what Coach Schenick yeah. will always say. You know, our our best is good enough. And but he he told me yesterday he said we've got to be at our best. We can't afford anything less. Speaking with Will Kennedy, voice of the Argos, and I'm looking at you know the stat the, the box score of that matchup. Pee Wee had a it wasn't necessarily I would say it it was a solid game. I mean, 276 yards, only about 50 percent passing though, as far as completions are concerned. But four touchdowns, one pick. Shamari had. 215 yards on the ground. Looking at the matchup, is this going to be a similar type of game where you have Shamari, uh, Pee Wee, and also Ravion Hargrove? I mean, are those guys combined for over 350 yards on on the ground. Is it one of those games where you you know ground and pound, and then Pee Wee can go off of that, or does Pee Wee have to make sure that that he takes care of the football and is having a little bit better completion percentage? I mean, is that something that maybe Delta State changes? for this matchup is, hey, we got ran all over on in that first game. We're going to limit that and force this guy to make passes. I, I think it's a, you know, it's a, that's the dilemma that every team that faces the Argos has to figure out. We ran for 370 against Delta. You know, Shamari had you know 29 carries in a career day, as you just touched on there. But you know, it's not Shamari right now. It's all three. It's a three-headed monster. It was Ravion last week You know, having the, the dynamic performance. Mm. They, they never even remotely slowed down the running game. It was literally the fumbles and the turnovers. And you know, kudos to Delta for forcing turnovers when they needed to force turnovers to, to get themselves that victory. But you know, this Argo team has is, is really kind of been running-oriented or you run-centric in a lot of ways. But you know, they're going to take their shots for the big, the big plays downfield. And, and there was a huge David Durden touchdown in that game. It was a, wasn't one of the bombs where it hangs up in the air. They hit Durden on a slant over the middle. He just ran away from the defense. And then you had two Caden Leggett touchdowns late in that game that pulled the Argos in and got us to overtime. 
So down, you know, down in the red zone, you're looking, you know, for Leggett and Durden, middle of the field, you're looking, you know, potentially to throw deep or throw those slants. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know that Delta has the answers for this Argo offense. The question is, does the, the Argo defense, does Coach Darian Dula have some answers for Patrick Chagog and, you know, to take away? I, I think not so much as you mentioned earlier, taking away a player. I think with a guy like Chagog, it's take you, what, what, what can we take away from his game? Hmm. Can we force him to be a runner? rather than a passer, or do we force him to pass more than run? And, you know, which one of those is, is the key to success and maybe victory? Well, Kennedy, voice of the Argos, joining the Sports Drive now. Transitioning to a couple of tough losses, women's volleyball swept in three sets by Tampa. Obviously, you know, one of those very good teams who are hosting um, the NCAAs there uh, down in, in a Tampa, and a tough way to go out. But but nonetheless, I mean, a very good season for Taylor Van Ekren, uh, Coach Walter and company, and then, the women's soccer team up three to one with 25 minutes left to go. Will and it's not like they went to overtime and lost. They gave up three goals in those last 25 minutes to Columbus State, and uh, one one of those games that just slips right through your fingers, and one that you look back on that could have gotten them to the national semifinal too. So a really tough loss for them. Yeah, that, those are. I've been telling people all week, you know, since that game on Sunday, the last couple of days, that you just got you have to step back sometimes as a fan and as a human being and and think about the emotion and kind of what that means to those student athletes who have poured so much of themselves into that season and that team. And for some players, it's the last time they'll ever play at that level competitively. And you had these transfers that came in here for this one season, their goal was to win a national championship and to, to end you know that stage, just three more wins away from, from doing that. You know, or and then and to not get to the final four, and they're right on the cusp of that. I mean, you know, you look up and it's three one, and you're thinking, man, we're, this is it. We're going to Seattle, and and to have it go like that, not even get to the extra time or penalty shootouts. Different if you lose in penalty kicks. But yeah, to watch that lead, and so you just you bleed and you feel for those those young women in this case, student athletes, and and then volleyball, kind of the same thing. Uh, Tampa's the defending national champion. That's a good team. <laughs> They're the national champions, and they're hosting the region. And they were, you know, the team that we went five sets with here last year when we hosted the South Region, and and they went on to win the title. And uh, you know, to go out like that, it's just disappointing because you feel like we're close, we're this close. And Tampa's just been the thorn in the side for Coach Melissa Walter and company. But you know, soccer finishes eighteen four and one on the women's side. Volleyball finishes twenty eight and six. Gulf South Conference champs on the volleyball side again. The success rate is just so high and. You know, it's a good problem to have when you're an athletic program that feels like we've got year in and year out multiple teams that have a shot to win a national championship. So you're disappointed when you don't get there, have that opportunity to play in a final potentially. But you step back and look at it and say, wow, you know, this level of success is incredible across this athletic program. Absolutely. Uh, couldn't have said that any, any way better. Will Kennedy, voice of the Yargos. Will, uh, safe travels coming up. Happy Thanksgiving. What, what, what's your favorite uh, dish? I mean, is it you know dressing, mashed potatoes, you, turkey? I mean, is there a go-to for you? Ooh, as a Texas guy, pecan pie, man, number one. You there know? you go. Let me, get, let me skip straight to the dessert, throw some <laughs> pecan pie in there. Um, you know, hopefully nobody will. We won't, we won't be, you know, sleeping off the food haze on Saturday. Everybody's ready. Now, this team, Drew, is absolutely fired up and ready for this game. Been talking to the players today and yesterday a little bit around practice. And just they, they are laser focused and really feeling like, hey, this is it. You know, we want, you want an opportunity to avenge your only loss and to come at this stage of the season. It's all you can ask for. 
they're going to roll it out there right after Thanksgiving. Think about these kids too, because they're they're putting in the work and the coaches and the families and everybody in the staff. You know, it's Thanksgiving week for everybody, and and, and it's business week for us. You know, we're we're still got to get ready. We're going to eat dinner and do the things on Thanksgiving, but there's going to be a practice and everything too. So it's busy. We'll be on at one o'clock with the pregame again. Kick set for one thirty, and just a little teaser. Really, really good chance. You know, if the Argos can win, there's a really good chance you're back here for. That, that playoff game in the third round at home at Pinair Field again. Wouldn't that be something? We'll appreciate the time as always. You have a good one, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you have a good Thanksgiving, Drew.